Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. Today is April 19th, 2023, and this is Ben and Barry on football. What's up out there? This is Ben Dickerson, your co-host. We are a week or two away from the NFL draft, I believe, or a week away. I couldn't do another mock, bro. Eight days, baby. Eight days. I couldn't do another mock. Eight I, days. I could have, but I didn't want to rack my brain because there's too many trade possibilities. So I'm just going to let things uh, fall where they may, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, man. I'm listening to these guys, and they're falling in love with Bryce Young, man. They're just talking about, you know, they got pictures of Curry. Like, he's going to be Stefan Curry and all of that, you know? It's like, okay, we'll see, you know? I hope the best for him. I hope the best for him. I'd pick Stroud, but I hope the best for him. In any event, I do have a little uh, presentation that I want to do. And it's in celebration of the ladies who put together, who negotiated the contract for Jalen Hurts. And I had a few surprises, some things that I was like, oh, really? I didn't know about that, you know? So you have um, these ladies, and they're all part of what's called clutch sports, right? Yep. And so let's take a quick You know look. who that is, right? That's what I'm getting ready to show you. Okay, here we go. Well, first off, let's just look at the contract that we're talking about, all right? Jalen Hurts got a five-year, $255 million contract with $175.3 million guaranteed. And the beauty of this contract, as far as the team is concerned, is that the salary cap numbers over the next four seasons are extremely manageable. 2023 season is practically nothing. Six mil is nothing. They'll cut a they'll cut a, a cornerback or a third string, a couple third string guys to make that number if they needed it. But long story short, um 13.56 million, 2024, 2177, and uh 21.77 million in 2025 and 31.77 million 2026. And I'm sure by 2026 we'll be negotiating new contracts. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't think that that's that big of a deal. However, you know, it really seems to work out. So the, the Eagles should be extremely competitive relative to being able to continue to put talent around Jalen Hurts. Now, Jalen Hurts' clutch team has been pretty much touted. So this came right off social media. Uh, you can see on the, on the left, we have Jenna Malfus Management. We have Rachel Everett and Marketing. Nicole Lynn is the main agent there. Shakima Simmons-Winter is the communication manager along with Chantal Romaine. So that's how they have those listed, and that's what they're saying is his team. But this is Clutch. And as you said, you know who Clutch is, right? LeBron James. Well, LeBron James actually doesn't own anything he 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 actually was investigated because you can't uh have ownership in that agency and be a player at the same time right. um so you know he, rich paul was one of his uh crew that he, that um 
he tapped uh, to help him manage his affairs. And um, Rich Paul uh, became the CEO and founder of Clutch Sports Group and head of UTA Sports. So these guys had some level of agencies and stuff going for them at a, at a smaller level. Um, but Le with LeBron James behind you, and, Le and LeBron is signed to Clutch, so he, that LeBron is Rich Paul's um, a client. Funny thing, they met. Apparently, Rich Paul is a hustler and was selling jer um, um, jerseys, you know, like genuine jerseys. Out of the back of his car. Yeah, sold LeBron a couple. <laughs> and I guess when he was in high school. Friends. So they went to high school. That when he wasn't he was in high school when he met him, when they met. Okay. Okay. So 2012, uh, he found a clutch sports group becoming head of sports uh at United Talent Agency. That's the UTA that they were talking about. And after uh the UTA made a significant investment in his agency and now serves also on their board. So I, it's just, it was just interesting when we started talking about Jalen Hurts and I'm thinking, okay, clutch. And I go look and bam, we talking about LeBron James and Rich Paul. Now, Rich Paul is a very interesting guy. I literally watched, um, there's a, there's a documentary on him and clutch sports. And you can go on your fire stick and watch it. And I watched uh, um, a couple episodes of it. And in these episodes, they, they were representing or, or attempting to represent some young men coming out of college. And they they even got something called the Clutch House where these guys were staying and they were managing their diet. They were managing, uh, you know, how to talk, just being professional, you know, and really helping these guys at a whole nother level. And that's kind of what he what he brings to the table in terms of his style of agency. So, you know, they're not just about getting the big contract and then, you know, you're on your own. They're really kind of about a, a 360 degree management system, um, which is where um, um, Nicole uh, Lynn comes in. But before we get to Nicole Lynn, uh, basically, Rich Paul was they were doing basketball. That's what they were really focused on. And then they hooked up with Demarius Bilbo, who, after his playing career, became an agent. You see there representing Jarvis Landry, Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara. So in 2019, Rich Paul hired Bilbo to expand the Clutch Sports Group into the NFL, into football. So he was kind of what helped them to, to get caught up, you know, get into that level of the game. Nicole Lynn now is president of football operations of Clutch Sports Group. Now, she comes out of Oklahoma. She had rugby in her background somewhere. <laughs> but um, when I looked her up, it was like, okay, where'd she come from? You know, how'd she get here? Um she studied law at Oklahoma University, and she interned with the NFLPA, the Players Association. Her goal was to become a financial advisor, and so she started working on Wall Street, but she set her sights on becoming a, a sports agent. 
She wanted to be someone who could teach professional athletes and lead them toward financial success to prolong their career. So you know how many times we hear about these guys, they have these great contracts and they retire and three years later, they're broke, you know? So she she had heard their sto those stories. And so she wanted to help on, on a couple of different uh, levels. And so she kind of takes, again, that that clutch 360 degree management style, she fit right, right into that. Uh, she was the first black woman to represent the top three NFL, a top three NFL draft pick in 2019. Um, she was the first black woman to represent a player in the Super Bowl, which was Hertz. Um, she, Quentin Williams was her, uh, was her draft pick in 2019. And um, so, you know, this woman, this woman has been through a number of different uh, scenarios, but she wanted to be an agent. She, she said she became an attorney uh, with the idea of becoming a sports agent. And so, you know, again, that that line of becoming an attorney and then becoming an agent. I thought about um, Lamar Jackson and, you know, he's saying, I'm relying on my mother to be my agent. Here's a lady here who, who's, you know, completely educated as an attorney. And if you think it takes that level, you know, of understanding to really negotiate at, at a high level um then his mom is kind of at a at, at a, a, a disadvantage to some degree you know um but yeah nicole lynn and, and this is what i understand she messaged jalen hurts through instagram and asked him if he had representation i guess he was still at in college at the time right <laughs> and he responded so they hit it off and um and that became uh his agency. So on her team, uh the Jalen Hurts Clutch team, they have Chantal Romaine. She's the director of social responsibility, player programs, and marketing communication for the NBA, but she's on his team. This is one of the things, remember we talked about what an agent can do. One thing is negotiating the contract with the NFL. The other thing is the outside stuff that they can bring to you, you know, right. while you're playing football and doing the things you should be doing, you know, um, they can bring some other stuff. Jenna Malfris is a clutch sports group client service management. She's out of Auburn. She has a BM in public relations um, from there and from Troy University of Sports and Fitness Administration Management degree. And so, you know, these... These are, again, when you start to talk about the 360 degrees of services, they're helping you with your fitness levels, with your food, you know, with being a professional, being where you're supposed to be, knowing what to say, you know, your practice. All of those things are are, are, are supported by, by them. Um, Shakima Simmons Winter, Client Services Manager. She has a BA in communications from Cheney University <laughs> and uh, New York University, a master's in public relations and corporate communications. Now, this is a team. You know what I mean? This is what I was saying. You, This is a team that's actually working uh, for this guy. And then you have uh, Rachel Everett. Now, Rachel's got her own company, but she's part of the Clutch team uh, she's athlete and brand sports marketing agent, co-founder of 
ESM football, which, you know, the uh, E is for Everett. Um, and she, they handle golf and, you know, they do a lot of different athletes. It's not, or different types of sports, not just football. So she's bringing a whole nother level of marketing for them. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, to see, you know, Jalen Hurts just completely blow up. Now, of course, you know, we always talk about not doing too much because you got to focus on football, but uh, they're going to have him doing uh, a number of different things. So I just wanted to take a moment to kind of really give the, the different ladies who are a part of that team a closer look, you know, to see a little bit about who they are, what they do. Um, Miss Everett, uh, she she had a really nice uh, LinkedIn page, all her information there, her company and all of that kind of stuff. Um, the other ladies, I had to do a lot more searching just to find out where where they graduated and stuff like that. But, um, you know, he's got an interesting team around him and Nicole Lynn is no joke. So uh, we'll see. I expect to see some, you know, interesting things coming out beyond the contract, you know. So we'll keep an eye on them. But when I saw LeBron James, <laughs> I was like, oh, we've gone almost like full circle. You know what I mean? As far as he's concerned. So um, that's how you get to be a billionaire, right, Benny? I guess. Uh, <laughs> the whole team concept is very impressive. I'm sure there's other NFL players that have, <clears throat> excuse me, actual uh, management teams like that or similar to it. And there's a lot who don't. Some guys feel like they can handle all that stuff themselves and simply have an agent just to negotiate contracts for them and kind of keep them on the straight and narrow as far as, I mean, you, you if you're smart, you have to have an agent, a financial advisor, somebody to handle your social media, so you don't get in trouble like some of these guys do. That that's a team, you know. If you're smart, you'll put something together, at least something simple like, like that. He seems to have a full-scale squad. Like these women are handling all his business. And that's good because he doesn't have to do it. If yeah, I was him, you know? I'd do the same doggone thing. Yeah. I mean, these are employees basically, you know. Right. They're they're working for him, you right. know. And, and, you know, for themselves also, it's, it's kind of like that. But um, she's got a nice list of eight, of, of uh, clients. So when you say there's other people out there who, who maybe have that, yeah, well, a lot of them that have it, have it because of her and because of uh, Rich Paul, because that's kind of his philosophy. So that trickled down from the top. You know what I mean? Right. And so they hired people who had that same uh you know mindset you know and that that's you know that's that's how it should be you know it's almost like I talk about when you put together a team with the kind of system you're gonna run but then right. go get the best people for that system right <laughs> you know what I mean and then you know your your success will be a, a lot more probable. So anyway um yeah she had Quinnen Williams that kind of helped kick her kick 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 it off for her. Uh, she also represents a number of female athletes, coaches, analysts, including Jennifer King, the Washington Commanders assistant running backs coach. 
So yeah, it's not just players. They're looking at <laughs> they're looking at a wide range of athletes and and coaches and you know uh, people that just are that are in the um, industry. Right, and they're representing them at, at a whole nother level. So pretty cool, pretty cool. All right, Benny. So let's take a look at the Better Barry on on Facebook page at BMBOF if you're on Facebook. And see what's going on around here, man. First off, if ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at last week's show where Ben did his NFL mock draft 3.0, make sure you go back and take a look at that to prepare for the upcoming draft in about eight days, I think we said, Benny, right? Eight days. Yes, sir. Yep. Down. Yep. Look at my picks and compare them when you're watching the draft. See how, let me know how I do. There you go. There you go. Well, Benny, a couple thick points I wanted to make. Son of legendary former Eagles wide receiver Vince Papali is now playing in the USFL. Okay. <laughs> you know, I kept hearing Papali. I'm like, Papali, Papali. <laughs> not exactly, you know, the most common name. So, you know, and he's not the only one. Um we we got an article a little further on. We talk about some other notable names that are playing in the USFL. Wanted to just take a moment to talk about this technology that they're using, um, where they got the chip in the ball. And okay. so when it comes down to the the you know looking at the first down, you know the, apparently what happens is the the uh, the refs call it, but if there's a dispute on the spot. They can go to the technology and bam, first down, not a first down. And I was like, it kept the game moving. Okay. <laughs> so really so are they using this in lieu of the chains? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't need you don't need the chains. You don't need the chains. This little whatever the chip is, it's <laughs> boom. So oh, oh, yeah. then you still have to have a marker though. So the players know where the first down is. So if they take a little pylon, I think they got the little pylon with the little arrow thing on it. Okay. Sit that down there where the first down is. So the players know how far they have to go. Okay. Okay. All right. But no so, need for the chain crew anymore. It says there are eight optical cameras, <laughs> you know, trained down on this thing. Well, this and the NFL is looking at all of this stuff, but they're not jumping on it. That right. seems like a, a simple, easy thing, except – that I did read another that article. That seems like a no-brainer to me. Huh? That's a no-brainer to me. It's you no, know, it seems like I did. I was telling you that I, I did read an article um where early in the season, um, the USFL decided to not use the chipped balls for kicks. They apparently they were saying it was impacting the kick somehow. So I'm I'm surprised, you know, that it would impact anything. I'm assuming if you're throwing the ball, you know. Uh, it could be impacted, you know, as much as from a kick, but maybe not. So, um, but yeah, that seems like a no-brainer, Benny. I'm with you on that one. Next up. All right. So we talk about the uh, who's on the rosters that we might recognize, right? So 
just quickly, as I look down some of these at the rosters, let me just throw some names out. And you you can probably riff on these people because you probably know them, especially the receivers and the coaches and all of that from fantasy, <laughs> since you've been doing fantasy since they were doing it out of caves. Right. Uh, so Michigan Panthers are coached by Mike Nolan. That's a name we all know. New Orleans, San Francisco. There you go. There you go. Quarterback Carson Strong. Remember him? Carson Strong. No, I don't know Carson. You don't remember him? Okay. No. Breland Speaks, former Kansas City defensive end. He's a bench dude. Okay. Kyle Lawletta, former New York Giants quarterback. Quarterback. <laughs> um, I remember this name played for the Vikings as a defensive lineman, Hercules Mataafa. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard to forget a name like Her a Samoan. Yeah, yeah, part of that whole group. New NFL wideout Corey Coleman. Uh, play for the Browns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleveland. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Off now, and on. Say that again. Off and on. Practice okay. squad, real squad, bench, start, bench, back to been practice. Been around squad. for a while, though. When I started to look, I think he's like 2018 or something like that. He's been around. Yeah, yeah. He, he can't seem to hold down a start job. Now, this is a name that I was surprised to see Ruben Foster. Played with my Niners, always stayed in trouble. And that's why he wound up not no longer with the Niners. You remember Ruben Foster, linebacker? Nope. Beast. Beast. Stayed but in trouble. Huh? He got he got in trouble at the combine and got thrown out of the combine. Got in oh my God. He's one of those guys. <laughs> Ruben Foster, absolutely. Uh, Bo Scarborough was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Played for Detroit, running back. There you go. There you go. Good player. I like I like Bo Scarborough. Did you? Yeah. Well, he 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 played for the Stallions. He's got a ring. Okay. 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 Thaddeus Moss, son of Randy Moss. Son of Randy Moss. So he can hang out with Papali, <laughs> with the famous parents. But yeah, it, it was interesting to some, see some of these names uh, as they popped up, you know, and they're out there now. Um, Todd Haley is, is a, a coach for the Memphis Showboats. Um, Todd Haley is still around? Jeez. Yeah, Todd Haley. Former NFL running back Alex Collins. I kind of remember him. Not real well. Yeah. You know. So... Um, and the New Orleans Breakers are coached by former NFL coordinators John DeFilippo. Yep, coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, a Philadelphia Eagle guy, a former NFL supplemental draft pick, Adonis Alexander, and quarterback McLeod Bethel Thompson. So, those are just some of the names that came out of this article. Um, as I took a look at it, and I was like, Rand, you know. I don't know what that would be like to have a dad like Randy Moss and you're in the XFL, you know. 
that's that's just a little rough. That's a little rough. <laughs> trying to make it, man. Just trying to make it. I was watching, and we talked about this, Benny, watching some of the XFL and jumping over to the USFL. And and maybe it was because I was watching the DC Defenders who were like, you know, one loss, you know, winning squad, about pretty much locked in a playoff spot. But the arena was sold out. And it was noisy. And I'm looking over at the USF. L game. It was only week one. Michigan Panthers, Houston Gamblers. It was empty. They didn't even show the, the stands. Right. You couldn't hear anything. I got more noise than my Madden game. The people that brought the XFL back, being The Rock and that young lady that he's working with, they the wanted to wife. come in. And, they wanted to come in with a bang. And, and they did that. You know, they, they really put stuff out. Ahead of time, uh, they've got real sponsors. Uh, they pumped each team up in its city, whatever city it's at. Uh, I know they put a team in. Um, what's the St. Louis team? Yeah, I was watching a program about the St. Louis team, uh, uh, the Battle Hawks or something like that. I right. forget. But anyway, um, the fans were like, fired up because they're like yo we all used to be st louis rams fans so when they left for los angeles we didn't have a team so we welcomed this team with open arms and they're gonna they're showing up for that team that's their squad you know so i mean they're coming out in full makeup and <laughs> all types of costumes yeah. and absolutely and everything Real fan gear yeah yeah there was one article I saw, and it was it was more conjecture, but they were trying to conjecture about the XFL expanding. So they were actually suggesting places uh, that they could go, and they were talking about places where you know maybe they had a team and they don't no longer have a team, you know. So or that, place that was, where they never had a team. Yeah, much less, much less. You know what I mean? So um, very interesting, very interesting. XFL. So here you go, don't Ben, don't they, don't they look um so professional? Jason Kelsey, <laughs> Dominican Sue. I watched this program when they had them there. The room was full. It was a it, it seemed when I first turned it on on the NFL network, it seemed like it was a regular show. And they had the regular people on uh I don't know why I can't think of people's names right now, but the 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 it was the uh, NFL Access show. Total and access. then I heard, yeah, and then okay. I heard people clapping in the background, and then they said, "Oh, by the way, we have a live audience today." And then the cameras went to the audience, and it was all NFL players. What? <laughs> some retired. Some retired. I'm like, oh, there goes Ingram and this guy and that guy. And, oh, yeah, Patrick Peterson. And it was a bunch of dudes there all wanting to get media jobs when they retire. When they retire. <laughs> yes. So it was like a little symposium for them. And they brought a couple of them up and let them talk and let them. They asked them questions and they showed them video. And what do you think about this play? And you know what I mean? kind of break them in a little bit. It was kind of cool. 
That's neat. That's neat. And I've heard him talk about it on Good Morning Football, you know, the uh, the class and, you know, the workshop and everything. So, yeah, this has been going on for a while. Um, I think the McCourty brother, the one that's on the show, he went through the class. Right. Jason and his brother's in it now. Yeah, okay, okay. I mean, you know, look, you, you got to work on, you know, use what you know, you know. Go from right. playing the game to talking about the game, you know. And so that's awesome. That's awesome. I can see Clutch Sports now looking for jobs for these people. <laughs> sure. You know. Of course. That's the that's the full 360 right there. What is this here? Jalen Hurts, record-breaking contract. We already talked about this. We talked about Nicole Lynn as being a part of Clutch Sports here. We talked about that. I mentioned the expansion. This is the article that talked about some of the expansion locations. Um, San Diego, San Jose, Nashville. They mentioned a place in Canada, but they're like, that's ah, not going to work because it's still, like at that time of year, it's like nine degrees. <laughs> that's, right, that's going to be tough, yeah. That's not going to work, so... Interesting article at Ben and Barry on football on that. Um, you know something, Ben? Um, class always works, you know. They asked Patrick Mahomes about, you know, Jalen Hurts' contract. And, you know, everything he said was positive. You know, everything right. he said was positive, man. You know, he just, you know, and, and that's what you want. You know what I mean? When you're outside, you can be in the game talking about his mom, but – you know what I mean? Outside the game, once the game's over, it's really you just trying to be a real person. And I don't really mean you should be in the game talking about this moment, but you know what I meant. Uh, well, and- it's a it's a player-friendly deal, which is the same as what Mahomes is. is. Team-friendly, you mean? That, that's what I meant to say, a team-friendly deal. Right. So the player gets to make a lot of money up front, and then it gets the rest extended over the four or five years, and it helps the team out with their cap and keeping the cap under control so that over the course of his contract, they can continue to have the money to pay players, to keep good players around him so that the team can stay good. And that's smart. Makes a lot of sense. By the time he gets to the fourth or fifth year of this thing, he'll be able to renegotiate another contract. So, yeah, there'll be whole new salary cap levels at that point, you know? Right. So those, those contracts, which look like a, a large part of the salary cap, they, they will have shrunk in terms of their percentage of the cap. Exactly. Uh, point. So there is yeah, some more stuff to do there. So I just thought it was classy you know, that he did that. And I wanted to I wanted to mention that uh, we also talked about the former players already. What I got two articles in there. You <laughs> talked about this a little bit. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I forgot all the stuff that had happened um, with this, especially the part where his GM was suspended and he was trying to get them to use burner phones so he could still communicate with him and he wasn't supposed to. The rule said you cannot communicate him while he is suspended. So he instructed his people to get burner phones so they could continue to talk to this guy. That is no, no, that's a no, no. I was cracking up because I told you, I said, when I, I started reading the article and the first sentence says, 
Are we absolutely sure the Washington Commanders, Dan Snyder, is the worst current NFL team owner? I was like, I well, didn't think that was up for debate. I didn't. Well, I didn't either. Because here's the thing: I knew it was up for debate because Dan Snyder boldly said, "I got dirt on all y'all." <laughs> so you keep my name out your mouth, <laughs> like Will Smith. Keep my name out your mouth. I got dirt on everybody. Well, you know, then you also have the thing where, you know, he's firing the black coach and they're saying he basically set him up for failure. Right. You know? Yeah, no yeah. intention of keeping him on. Yeah, yeah. Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes, right. you know? And, and so it said hired at him in 2018 as a bridge coach, basically intending to fire him and was dealt a difficult hand in his one three and 13 season with the team. So it's going to be interesting. So there might be another opportunity for new ownership in the NFL. Uh, the bar has been set relative to the price of a, of a uh, franchise. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. Would you bet that the Cardinals franchise would be more or less expensive than the commanders? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. Possible it could be a little less. Possibly. It could be less. <coughs> possible it could be less. Yes. Could be less. Well, you know, this is that. That's it for the uh, for the show for the week, Ben. Um, it says here. Thanks for following. Please leave comments and suggestions. Our hashtag is football is life. But you get the last word. Oh, my last word. Uh, gee, I'm really excited for the draft. I, I, I really am. And the main reason I'm really excited for the draft is because originally I didn't plan on doing mocks this year. It was so difficult for me to do it last year. But then I remembered how well I did last year. I was up there with Mel Kuyper, okay, and <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah. Guys like that. So I said, I got to do it again this time. I could have done another one and probably tightened it up this week. But I didn't want to fall for the hype. Because right now, everybody's screaming Bryce Young's name. Everybody's screaming this guy's name. They're saying, if the Carolina Panthers have any sense at all, they'll take Bryce. And I'm thinking, CJ's got to be their guy. I'm not saying that because I think CJ's better than Bryce. I'm saying CJ to me is the more I would be more confident in his ability to come in and play right away. Not just from a mental standpoint, but also from a physical standpoint. I think he can stand up to whatever comes his way. And I'm not sure Bryce Young can do that. Yeah, I I hate to sound like I'm scary about his size because I'm really not. I've seen Patrick Mahomes is no big guy. Drew Brees wasn't a big guy, you know. But uh, I just I just the the biggest thing to me I think is that C.J. Stroud probably mirrors the type of quarterback that Frank Reich has always had and has always kind of leaned toward. I think that's his guy, and I think he's going to go ahead with that guy. So now, 
At number two, the Houston Texans, the rumor about them maybe not taking Bryce Young sounds weird to me. But if by some strange chance the Panthers did take Bryce Young, I believe the Texans would not take C.J. Stroud. I believe they would go in another direction, which would throw everything in a tizzy that early in the draft. So I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it only takes one team to move up and down and everything shifts, you know, right. all of a sudden. So, yeah, people on the radio are screaming for the Eagles to take Bijan. Bijan Robinson. With the 10th pick overall. Which they say the Eagles never do. They never do. Running back In like fact, uh, when, when the Giants drafted uh, Saquon early, I think he was like the third pick in the draft or something like that. Eagle fans were going bananas. You never take a running back. They're stupid. They're idiots. And now they're like, you got to take Dijon Robinson. You plug him right in. The offense is going to be great. You got to score points. You got to. I'm like, you know, y'all real hypocrites, man. Christian McCafferty, that's his cop. Yeah. The That's what they're saying. Christian. And I think he runs with a little bit more power than Christian. Christian's really fast, though. I don't know if he's as fast. I forget what his 40. He ran like a 4-4. Four, four. Something like that. The power yeah. thing that you question, I, I also question. Um, I don't question it so much. As I look at my backfield, like when I'm playing the game, there's certain uh, I, I certain um, types of plays I'm running with power. So I'll put Mitchell in. I'll put Darian, uh, Terry and Price, Davis Price in. Because they're just, they're, you know, their their features say they're more powerful. But right. he's shifty. He slips tackles, you know, and you'd be surprised. Next thing you know, you got an extra six yards, and it's not always a matter of of power. I get it. Like even down at the goal line, uh, up the middle is one thing, but if you can set it up right and and, and hit that pitch to the outside, he pretty much is out. You know, they ain't catching him. So, yeah, okay. Christian McCaffrey is a heck of a comp to have coming out. And I mean, I don't know how rich they are in, in draft choices off the top of my head. I think they're pretty good. I think the Eagles are pretty good in, in draft choices. So they could maybe afford to to splurge a little. And, and if they, they got, could, if they, they could, Bijan, that would be a hell of an addition. Or they could draft down. They, I mean, they could trade down and garner some more picks. Yeah, well, he's special, and you put you pair him up with uh, with uh, the quarterback there, um, Jalen Hurts. That's that just sounds scary to me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, look at your skill player. You got Jalen Hurts. You got Bijan Robinson. Uh, AJ AJ Brown. AJ and Devontae. That's crazy. <laughs> and Goddard at tight end. And Goddard at tight end. Uh, Goddard's still getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that should that be a heck of a, a heck of a team right there. A heck of a team. Yep. All right, Mr. Giants. Peace out. Be in touch. Later. <laughs>